Welcome to our podcast. Let's talk with Dennis Martin, where we talk about real life issues. Let's join the podcast. Love of God. And we talked about how God loves us and how uh, he loves us uh, where uh, there's no basically restriction because many of us, even though uh, after we get saved and we're saved a while, we forget that some things uh, that the scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us where we were. And some of us were in bad conditions. And we have to admit, uh, you know, some people say, well, I was raised in church all my life. Just because we were raised in church all our lives does not mean we were really in church. You know, we were around church. We went to church. We were a part of church. We were part of services. Sometimes our parents and grandparents made us go. Uh, but heart-wise, we were not in it. It's like that that clip that, that went viral a few uh, years ago on social media where the little boy, uh, they asked him about my church, and I think he said, he, I hate church or something like that. And people were sort of upset with him. But some of us, we have to admit, when we were coming up, we had that type of feeling that we said to ourselves, when I get grown, I'm not going to church anymore. That That's what we said. That's what we uh, said, and some of us, um, you know, some people, that's what they did. They they stopped going after they got a certain age, after they moved out of the house or whatever, they stopped going to church because of the fact that they felt that, you know, we were in church too much and, and, and I don't want to do church. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, he loved us. He cared for us. God loved us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so we start thinking about the love of God and thinking about what he uh, done for us. We see how great love is. We talked about, about love uh, that worketh no ill. When we have the love of God in our lives toward each other, love worketh no ill. According to uh, Romans 13 and 10, love worketh no ill. It does not uh, do those things and uh, behave itself in a certain way. When you really love someone and have the love of God, you do not do things underhanding. You do not do things to undermine people or to uh, sabotage or to do things that will mess things up. Because work, love, according to the scripture, love worketh no end, uh, no ill. It, it doesn't do that. And it talks about how a friend loveth at all times. And so that's important for us to know that if we have the love of God, but we found out that God is love. And if we've got the love of God, God says, love worketh no ill. And I think that's important for us uh, to, to, to deal with that a little bit more tonight, to know that love worketh no ill. Let's look in, in Romans again chapter 13, and let's look at uh, verse number twin, uh, 10, should I say, love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. When you do things, or uh, when I do things purposely, and we know we have ill intent toward our neighbor, it is not the love of God. It is not God's love that we are displaying. I don't care who we are. I don't care whether we're a preacher. 
I don't care whether we the bishop, the pope, uh, the state mother, or whoever. Whenever we work things that we work ill toward our neighbor, we do not display the love of God toward our neighbor or toward those because according to the scripture, love worketh no ill. And we need to, 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 to really understand that for it is important for us to practice that in this day. Now, I know that this is not a subject for a lot of people. So I got, I got the love of God. I love people. But have we examined our motives for how we do things and why we do things in this day? Knowing that when we love someone, that love worketh no ill toward his neighbor. I mean, that means you, you don't plan stuff for the destruction or the downfall of one. If you if you're if, if you got to sit around and and think about how you're going to do something to destroy or do something to bring this person down, then you don't have the love of God because according to the scripture, love worketh no ill. It doesn't sit around and plan someone's demise. It doesn't sit around and put things together to make one so they will not be able uh, to do those things. So when we talk about uh, the love and having love, we have to deal with the genuine affection of love. What do you mean? Well, when you read in the scripture, there was a love thing that went on between Jonathan and David that was not inappropriate love. It was a love that they had. When you read in uh, 1 Samuel, uh, let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 18. We find that there is uh, described and put there in verse uh, number one. And what does it say? It says, and it came to pass when they had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Uh, the love that they had was knit together. There was a bond. There was a love. And it says, and Saul took him that day and would not let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. They had a love and an affection, a brotherly love, something that was there, that was genuinely pure and normal, something that they dealt with each other. And you have to understand that some people, we don't understand how they uh, uh, can, can bond together like they do. There's a love that they have toward each other. There's a love that comes together. And so when you start dealing with this and understanding that they had a love that knitted them together. And God's love will cause people to have a connection that sometimes we, other people may not understand. They, some people say, I've been friends, we've been friends, and I love him, I love her. They have a connection that they've had for years. They've had a bond that they've had for years. They've had a bond that they've had. And so there is a connection there. And, 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 such a connection that it they don't have to talk to each other every day, they don't have to share with each other every day, but there's a bond and a connection there. 
And so they connect. When you go on and read in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 1 and verse number 26, uh, notice what it says. He says, I am distressed for thee, my brother Jonathan, very pleasant as thou been unto me. Thy love to me was wonderful, passing the love of women. And so he said, you had a love for me that passed even the love that I received from those that I was married to, those women. And so he talked about that love. And uh, sometimes love is hard to be, uh, it's hard to explain love. What do you mean? It's hard to explain uh, love and to, to go through those things and talk about love because love has such a power with it that sometimes when you look at it, it can, it can look, um, it can look like one thing, but love has such a power with it that it's hard to explain it. And the scripture tries to explain love to us in Samuel or in the book of Solomon. Let's look there in Solomon uh, for a few minutes. And I, I promise I'm not going to be long tonight. Uh, the Song of Solomon. Let's look at it and let's look at chapter eight and let's look at uh, verse number six. Notice what he says. He says, set me as a seal upon thine heart and as a seal upon my arm. He says, for love, listen at this, is strong as death. Now, I want you to hear this because that's a powerful uh, statement. He said, set me as a seal. I want you to set it as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is as strong as death. That's how powerful love is. When you have the love of God, when you've got love, love is as strong as death. And, and you got to know that sometimes you can uh, you, you can explain love. And I know we got the various types of love, and I want to get into that. But sometimes you can explain love because love has a power with it that sometimes cannot be explained. You can't, you, you can't really uh, uh, sort of put it into words or you can't really put it there because love, according to the scripture, is as strong as death. And we know that death is a powerful thing. Love is as strong as death. Death is powerful. Uh, the grip of death, uh, people that have passed, those of us that has been at death's door, thank God he delivered us. But love, he said, according to this, Love is as strong as death. Need you to get that. Love is as strong as death. And then he goes on to say, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. He says, love is as strong as death. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. And so two things going here. When you've got love, love is strong as death, but hopefully that love that you have never turns into jealousy because jealousy is as cruel as the grave. And the grave, we understand, is not a good thing. The grave brings about decay of bodies. The grave does not represent life. No one just goes and sits in the cemetery and have a picnic. I mean, there are some that do it. 
that have done it, but that's not a normal reaction where you go. When you pass by the cemetery, you associate it with death. And so he says, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. And uh, so he says, the coals there are the coals of fire, which have a most behemoth flame. So jealousy is as cruel as the grave. That's why when you see people that are jealous, they will go out of their way. When I say out of their way, they will go out of their way, out of their way to, uh, they will go out of their way to, to, to destroy people, go out of their way to do things because jealousy is as cruel as the grave. I want you to hear that. Don't, that's why you have to watch it. Don't let jealousy take you over because jealousy leads you to a, a dark place. Jealousy leads you to a place where there's no life. And so jealousy is as cruel as the grave. And we don't want to ever get to that place where we are into a place of jealousy. Then he says, not only that, but let's go back. He says, love is as strong as death. Some Sometimes love gets a hold of you and it's hard to shake it. Uh, and you can have love for not only people, but love for things. And, and love, you can't shake it. You can't get rid of it. That love, that appetite in us, that thing in us for love and having love, it is as strong as death. And he goes on to say, many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. Notice what he says. If any man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would be utterly contempt. He says, love, you, you can't even quench love. Waters can't quench it. Floods can't drown it. That's why when, when people say, I, I love you and I've got the love of God and I love you, uh, you, you can't play with that thing concerning love because if, if you really love Love is action. Love is an action thing. It's, it's love. It, love is not just a word. Love is something that you do in display. Love is something with display. You don't do it just with, uh, 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 I say, I love you. Oh, I love you. And then there's no action behind it. Love always has action behind it. When someone loves you, they'll go out of their way to do things for you that probably people that don't wouldn't do for you because love uh, and, and sometimes even though you have even done them uh, wrong and crazy, they'll still love you even in the roughest and the hardest times of your life because many waters can't quench it, can't quench love. Floods can't drown it. That shows you that love is something that is, 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 um, it's something that I would call indestructible, where you can't get rid of it just that easy. That's why when people say, I don't love you no more, you just look at them and laugh, because that, that's not true. If there was ever genuine love there, you, you just can't cut love on and cut it off like that. It's it just no way you can do it. I know there's some that try to act like I can cut it on, cut it off. No, you can't. 
And all of us have been there where you tried to cut it on. You said, I ain't bothered them no more. I ain't messing with them no more. I ain't going to do nothing for them anymore. I, 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 and next thing you know, something come up and you right there on the forefront. You right there on the front of the line doing stuff and thinking to yourself, why am I doing that? Because you've understood that there was something in you. There's love in you, the love of God and the love for the person, the love for whatever that you're doing it. And you, you decide I wasn't going to do it anymore, but you did it. Love will make you do some things. Uh, yes, I said love will make you do some things. Love has a power with it that we have to deal with. And love will make you do some things. Let's look, because I need you to get this tonight. I want to share this with you. See, can I find it? Because I need you uh, to get it. Let, well, let's talk about this. I want to share with you about the power. We talked about love there and how powerful it is, but let's talk about how powerful it is to the extent that love has power with it. Notice in uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1 and verse 7, notice what he says, for God have not given us the spirit of fear, but of but of power and of love and a what sound mind. He's not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us of power and of love and a what sound mind. So we find that there's love, there's power even in love. You you just can't get rid of love that easy. It does not go away. It does not just vanish. If you've got the love of God, it works. Now, I, I, let me see, can I find this? Because I need you to get also uh, how God, uh, the love of God and what his love, I need you to, uh, let's look at this, how powerful love is. Now, watch this because I hear somebody saying, well, Pastor, I love people, but I ain't doing all that. And, and all of us have been in that place. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing all that. I started to tell you to hush, but I ain't going to bother you. Uh, you know, you. I ain't doing all that. I ain't doing it no more. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing that. And you find yourself doing it. Now, let me tell you, love will make you do some strange things. Love will make you do some strange things. Somebody said, well, Prove it to me. Look in Genesis 29. I won't read it all, but Genesis, the 29th chapter and verse 18. If you start there and you started uh, reading this Jacob and Laban, we started with Jacob here and we find that uh, Jacob wants to marry Rachel. He wants to marry Rachel. And um, the Bible said in Jacob, love Rachel. And said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy youngest daughter. He said that scripture start off by saying, and Jacob loved Rachel because she was uh, she was beautiful. But Laban had two daughters. The name of the eldest was Leah. And uh, she was she was there. But Leah uh, was tender eyed, according to the scripture. But Rachel was beautiful and well Favor. In other words, Rachel was was fine. 
Rachel was, uh, 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 it, it was in, back in the early 80s, uh, there was a song that came out, uh, a secular song that came out uh, by uh, Carl Carlton. And uh, it has been sampled so many times in the world. And it simply says, she's a bad mamma jamma. And so if in, in this modern day, the, the, the writer said Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. Rachel was all that. And when Jacob looked at her, he said, that's the one I want. And I'm willing to work uh, seven years for Rachel. You can put me to work. I'm willing to work and do some things and work for her. And so the Bible says that seven years and Jacob served in verse 27 years for Rachel and seemed unto him, but for a few days for the love he had for her. The, he, the scripture says he loved Rachel so much that what the seven years didn't even seem like years. They seemed like days. And why did he do that? Because of the love, the scripture says he had for her in verse 20. And Jacob said unto Laban, Laban, give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, a, uh, his daughter, and brought her into him. And went and he went unto her and uh, he, gave, he gave unto his daughter Leah his maid for his and handmaid. And it came to pass in the morning. Behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, what is this that thou had done unto me? Did that not serve thee for Rachel? Wherefore have thou uh, beguiled me? How did you, why did you do this? You deceived me. And Laban said, it must be done in our country to give the youngest before the firstborn. He said, I couldn't, I know Rachel is fine and all that, but I couldn't give you Rachel before I gave you Leah. And let me show you the power that a love that they, uh, that uh, Jacob had for Rachel. What love did he have for her? Well, notice he had such a love for her that Jacob began to talk and he went in also under Rachel. And he loved also Rachel more than Leah. And he served with him seven other years. So notice that Jacob said, I love Rachel so much. I want Rachel. I'll serve seven more years for Rachel. And I say to you, love will make you do some strange things. Love will make you do some things that you wouldn't do. Love will make you probably put up with some stuff you wouldn't put up with. Some stuff that you wouldn't endure but you endure it because you've got that love. And so love will make you do some strange things. And that's why when we start talking about and floating this word love around and, and the various meanings of it, we have to make sure that we just don't float it around. That's a word you shouldn't throw out. You shouldn't throw out just to be throwing it out. You, sh you should never just throw you know, I love you. There's a difference between telling someone I love you and just saying love you. There's a, there's a big difference. Because when you say I love you, 
to me, that makes it personal. And it, it could have various meanings to it according to who you're talking to and, and how it's said. It could have a whole lot of meaning to it. So when you say, I love you, if you're talking to someone that is already infatuated with you, someone that's already taken with you, when you say, I love you, they take that a whole different way. As opposed to say, love you. And sometimes people may say, I love you. And sometimes people respond, love you too. It's not always, I love you too. Because I think love, when you say, I love you, I think that is a a personal uh, thing again. And it can be taken a lot of different ways. So you have to watch how you say that. When, when you say it, and I'm, I'm not saying anything wrong with it, whatever way you want to say it, I'm just saying for me, there's a certain way to say it, and, and you got to know the audience for which you are sharing that with, or the person for which you are sharing that with, when you use that terminology, or you use I love you, or love you. I think you need to know how, how you're dealing with that, and what you're dealing with. And so you have to do that. And there's some people, when you say, I love you, they take offense to it because they take it that way. And so you have to be careful how you um, say that. Now, when we start talking about love, understand, let me read these two other scriptures and I'm almost done, y'all. But let's let's talk about love because as much as love is how should I put this? As much as love is a powerful thing, there's also another side to love. Where love is a good thing, we should love one another, we should work no ill toward one another, but there's a whole other side to love that could be dangerous. In other words, I, I, I could do a whole thing on this. There's a dangerous side to love. And I need y'all to get that tonight. Those of you that are here, uh, just, just understand that there is a dangerous side to love, a dangerous side. I, I need y'all to, you know, hit that, uh, put, put that in the comment section. There's a dangerous side to love. And, and, and you have to know that you can love God, you can love people, but then you can have a, a, that side that is the dangerous side to love that can lead you in the wrong path and lead you in the wrong way. Uh, you, can, you can get in trouble for loving the wrong way. You can get in trouble for having the wrong love. Uh, let's, let's look and we'll read these scriptures tonight. First Timothy chapter six and verse number 10. Now this one, uh, you probably won't hear talked about uh, many people talk about it, but I'll share it. First Timothy chapter six, verse number 10, talking about the danger of love. He says, for the love of money. Now I know Bible said money answer of all things, but he says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. When you see things being done, and money is connected to it in a negative and dangerous way. He says the love of money 
is the root of all evil. He says, understand that the love of money is the root of all evil. That's one of the dangers of love. You can love, you can love money. And when you love money, money will get you where you are. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Not, not gullible, but gullible too, but greedy. When, when you have money and, and, and you're doing things, the love of money is the root of all evil. And, and there's a dangerous, that's, that's dangerous side. People will have killed for money. People have, um, have, have killed their, uh, children have killed their own parents for money because they were in love with money. They wanted the insurance policy. They, they've shot their parents and, and, and tried to cash in husbands and wives that killed each other. Uh, there've been people that have plotted and planned because the greed of that money. And so the love of money, he says, is the root. Notice what he says of all evil. Some kind of way, if you check it out, money the love of money is the root. It is the foundation. It is the thing that is embedded in all evil, whether it's corporate, whether it's the workplace, whether it's the church, whether it's ministry, or whatever it may be. He said, don't get it twisted. The love of money is the root of all evil. I know ain't nobody going to say amen to that, but it's okay. The love of money is the root of all evil. Now notice in uh, 1 Kings chapter, uh, I'm getting there, y'all. 1 Kings, let's look at chapter number 11, because I need you to get this, and as you go down, You'll get this, and and you can read it, read this, uh, in in your time, and when you get uh, an opportunity, you can read it. But in First Kings chapter eleven, verse one through four, it talks about Solomon, and when we deal with Solomon, one of the things about Solomon that uh, the scripture says, because we know that Solomon had, amen, a, a bunch of wives. Amen. 700 wives, 300 concubines. We know, uh, according to scripture, that's what it says. In verse three, it says, and uh, he had 700 wives, 300 concubines. And notice what it says. And his wives turned away his heart, turned away. Talking about Solomon, the wisest man in the world had all of this going on. And it came to pass when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. That's what the scripture says. I didn't say that. I'm sorry. Solomon, when we, we talk about how, how wise he was, Bible said he turned away uh, his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with God, with the Lord, his God, as the heart of David, his father. But I, I forgot to read verse one, the first part of verse one, and notice what it says, but King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughters of Pharaoh. He says, 
uh, Solomon, he had that love that was the dangerous love. He loved many strange women. And because he loved many strange women and their hearts turned him away from following the God. So understand, he, here's again, his love for them and their love for him or whatever it could have been was so powerful that they turned him away from God. So here we are. There's a dangerous side to love. He loved many strange women. Solomon's love got him in trouble. So there's the dangerous side of love. I know we talk about love, but we need to be balanced in it and talk about that dangerous side. Uh, there's a show that comes on. I watch it. I'm sure you've watched it. it uh, it's called Fatal Attraction. And what it shows on this show, it shows that young ladies that have fallen in love with men, uh, and most of them deal with the lady side, that have fallen in love with men, that they were either vulnerable, they had low self-esteem, they fell in love with men, they gave them the first sign of attention or whatever. They fell in love with them many times. They moved in with them many times. They got pregnant by them and they did all those things and did all that stuff. And somehow the man eventually end up killing them or uh, if not uh, killing them, doing stuff. And, 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 and so that was uh, what had happened. They can do it with the male or the female. Then there's another show called for my man, where the young lady, uh, the, the guy gets the lady to come rob the bank with him or to be a lookout or to steal from her job for him. And he takes it and says, we, I love you. You're doing this for us. We're going to be rich. And they do all these things together. And usually she ends up in prison and he ends up walking or he ends up denying that he had anything to do with it. But she did it because she said she loved him. That's a dangerous side. Of love. And I need y'all to hear that tonight. A, a dangerous side of love. Your love that I don't care how much a person say they love you shouldn't make you go out and rob a bank for them or do those things. Because sometimes people will make you feel that you do this because you love me. Yeah, I love you, but I'm not robbing the bank for you. I'm not stealing from my job. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to kill my parents or you. I remember there's a, a, a young, uh, years ago, young lady, uh, I think her, her parents, her mother, I believe it was, was killed. And a uh, beautiful young lady, her mother was killed. And um, they just thought it was something that happened and that the mother got killed. And this was a church girl, but she had fallen in love with some guy that was, uh, you know, showing that he loved her, whatever. And so what ended up happening was, I think the the guy got, they caught him, he got in jail or something. And in the midst of their corresponding in letters and stuff, they found out, and they were monitoring the letters, they found out that she actually planned the murder of her mother. And they end up getting her and arresting her and putting her in prison and she's still in prison to this day, for as I know, uh, because of that love that she had for that guy. And so, and that love he had for her, they did that stuff and planned it. And now her mother 
is dead because of that fact. So when we start talking about that, you got to be able to know what, what the dangerous side of love is. All right. Uh, the dangerous side. Let's read again. Uh, let's look in uh, Judges. I'm almost done, y'all. Judges chapter 16. And um, verse number four talks about, and this is talking about uh, Samson, how he loved the woman uh, whose name was Delilah. We know that story. And as you go down and read it, when Delilah was trying to get the secret out of Samson, here's the danger of it. When she was trying to get a secret out of Samson, she said to him uh, that in verse 17, that he had told all his heart. She said unto him, thou have not come, there's not come a raise upon my head, for I've been a Nazarite unto God for my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I shall become weak and be like as any other man. Now watch this. Verse 18, and when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, come unto him at once, for he has shown me all his heart. Notice this. It says, you know, what got him in trouble is we read in verse 4, he loved a woman named Delilah. And that same love that he had for Delilah got him in trouble because when she pressed him daily and, and kept after him, she said, look, you hadn't told me. You say you love me. Tell me this. And he finally told her, and we know the story of how it ended with Samson, but he had never shared that with anyone. But that dangerous side of love, that dangerous side, that's why Some things that when you say you love a person, some things it may be where you hold them and not share them because you don't know that other side of love, that dangerous side of how people will use it against you in the long run. So you, you have to be careful. Because there is a dangerous side. I don't care how y'all how y'all try to fix it up. Love can be a wonderful thing, but love can be a dangerous thing. People are stalking people because they say they love them. People have killed folk and 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 done all kind of crazy stuff because they say they love them. And then he tells us we got to understand that even when it comes to our love, that we need to understand what we love. And you got to know the things you love. Notice in St. John uh, chapter 3 and verse 19, he says, And this is the condemnation, the light is come unto the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds are evil. He says, men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. I didn't write that. I didn't put it. You can read further. He says, you know, men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. Uh, now they do things in the open. But most stuff 
that was done years ago and even some stuff that's still done, they do it in the night. They don't they don't do stuff always in the daytime. Now I know we've got people to kill folk in the daytime, but for the most part, people wait to nightfall to get in into mischief. They wait to nightfall to get into devilment. And he says people, men love uh the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. People go do it at night because their deeds are evil. They break in at night. They try to rob you at night. So it's a it's a thing that that's that dangerous side. Then there's another thing about love that we need to understand that can happen to all of us that we have to pray that it does not take place in our lives. And 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 sometimes it can it can it can do it and and you not be aware. He says Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 12 and because iniquity shall abound, because iniquity shall abound, because it's in, in the world, it's out, the love of many shall wax cold. And we know what wax does, even when it's hot, it melts, but when it's cold, it hardens, it takes on a form or a shape. So the love of many shall wax cold. There are folk that, there's, there's folk that's got cold love. Their love is wax cold. And we, we see it every day. Their folk, their heart, they, they, they've got that, that cold type of love. And the love is wax cold. There's no affection to it. There's no uh, life to it. There's no, the love has waxed cold. That's why they can do things and it don't even, they, it don't even phase them. It don't even touch them because their love has waxed cold. Their love has waxed cold. And I wonder, do you know anybody in that state? Their love is waxed cold. And 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 you saying to yourself, wow, they used to be so this, or they used to be so that. But because iniquity is abounding, he says the love of many have waxed cold. And and you need to know that. We always we always talk about the positive and good side of, of love and this stuff. Uh, you, we need to talk about the whole thing. I, I believe that I've been, members of my church have been telling you for years, I like to preach balance because sometimes we preach too much lopsided stuff. And we, we preach it where we, we got people here and they don't deal with the other side of stuff. And there's another side. Now we're talking about the dangers, the danger side of love. And you have to deal with those things that deal with love and how we love. When God loves us, when God loves us, and we, we know we talked about the other, other week that an open rebuke is better than secret love. We got that. But when God loves us, notice what he says. He says in Revelations 3 and verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten it. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. He says, as many as I love, if I love you, I rebuke you and I'll chasten you. I'll deal with you to help you to get yourself together. That's why whenever God rebukes us, I'll be glad when he rebuked me. Because that means I'm, I'm, I'm in good, good position. Because if he stops rebuking us, 
and just let us run and run on, then that, that could be a problem there. You follow me? He says in Proverbs 3 and 12, for whom the Lord loveth, he corrected, even as a father, the son in whom he delighted. If God loves us, he corrects us. That's why you got, you know, parents, we didn't understand years ago what they were doing, but they loved us. And because they loved us, they corrected us and they, they uh, did things and, and, and said things to us. And, and sometimes we were like, oh, 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 oh. but now we understand. I thank God for every correction I got from my grandmother, my mother, and those that were in charge of me. It made me, along with salvation, it made me the person I am today. There were some values. There were some things they put inside of me that have helped me to maneuver through this thing called life that have given me some value and some things that I would have a value system to do those things. He says, understand even in Galatians 5.22, this is my last scripture, but the fruit of the spirit is love. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. He says the fruit of the Spirit is love. No matter how you try to get around and shake it and do whatever, the fruit of the Spirit is love. I know you got all them gifts and you walking all nine. I got nine gifts. Some people say I got I got all I got extra gifts. God has endowed me. I don't care how many gifts you got. If you're not dealing with the fruit of the spirit and dealing in love, you, you ain't got nothing. And you got to have love. Got to have love. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's podcast with Dennis L. Martin Sr. If you would like to donate to the podcast with the Cash App, the dollar sign DLMSR. Have an awesome day.